birds are out. It's Easter. Welcome to the Netherlands. Hey guys, hope you're all well. I, today, I'm actually recording the podcast on Easter Day, which is Sunday, which is the day that we release the podcasts. Um, I was actually hoping to do a podcast yesterday with my bus guest and now good friend, Elisa. And she, um, I, I don't know, we, we, we ended up just socialising and being busy and uh, recording the song for that album that, that she's now on. And... Um, we didn't do a podcast, which I'm actually really sad about. Now I'm, I've just driven away from them, um, the the people that were there and the hosts and Rob, Yetta and uh, Elisa and yeah, I wish we did a podcast together. That would have been really fun. But at the same time, this week I thought it might be good to just kind of be on my own again, like the first podcast and um, can delve into some subjects. But then I also had the idea... That in the future for the podcasts, what I might do is do like a short 15, 20 minutes with a guest or with somebody if it feels right to do that. And then also maybe start the podcast off just on my own so I can kind of split the podcast into two. So if you like the sound of that as an idea, let me know. But welcome back to the podcast. This is the third episode of series two. If you haven't heard the first two episodes, um, it doesn't really matter because I don't think there's that much context. Um, I guess the first one, there was quite a bit of context because it kind of explored and explained what's going on here. Um, I imagine most of you that are listening to the podcasts kind of know what's going on with the tour and writing an album. But um, the first episode talks about like my history and my backstory of... Um, my life and how I kind of ended up here. So maybe that would be good for some context. Um, but topic one that I wanted to talk about today was I wanted to retouch on the whole anxiety subject because I got so much love and so many of you were sharing the podcast and saying that it's nice and kind of refreshing to hear somebody speak openly about mental health and anxiety and stuff that maybe doesn't come across in my videos. Certainly, I don't really talk about it that much. Uh, mainly because I want the videos to be like a highlight of the week, not just um, delving too deep into it, which is also why I wanted to start this podcast, so that I feel like at least I'm putting out an overall truth to what this trip is and what it's like to live in a bus, which is absolutely beautiful and also sometimes really hard. So I, I felt like um, this was a good medium to kind of feel like I'm on a phone conversation with you guys, although I can't hear your voices back. <laughs> so since my first week um here in Europe where I felt quite anxious I'd had quite a lot of um other stuff going on in my life that felt or, or felt like it was putting a bit of pressure onto me mentally and especially spending like a whole week on my own to process stuff that had previously happened and I guess it was the first big step to going into Europe like on my own and um that's quite a it's quite a big deal to do to take a seven and a half ton bus that is my home, my workplace, and um, my favorite place to be um, into Europe on my own because I've only done that with people before. So, um, for those of you that don't know, I've done two tours already of Europe since moving into the bus in June last year, and one of them went all the way down to Croatia, Croatia, and spent um, three months down there. 
and then drove back through Austria and beautiful places. And then the next time I came down was with the Swell Tour when I directed a film about meeting creative people, um, finding land and spaces and people that owned like old chateaus and um, yeah, so many amazing locations. And we went to meet and speak to all types of people. Like I was interviewing people from Syria. I was emailing. Emailing. <laughs> I was speaking to people that had been full-time professional musicians working with like I guess you'd call them celebrities and and big time musicians and then we were having arts and craft kind of sessions and um, like loads of creative stuff but stuff that encouraged conversation and connection um, and also experimented with the idea of natural spaces and how we could use those to improve our um, I guess mental health or, or not quite as deep as that but just like everyday life for those that maybe live in the city um, really interesting um, month long tour that we did and that went all the way down as far as Spain and all the way as high as Scotland in the UK so obviously that's like a big couple of trips to do and now this is my third tour within within a year like third tour into Europe and around Europe but we're doing the north of Europe um this time heading up to I think our highest location is Copenhagen where I've actually never been before I've got a lot of friends that have always recommended it as a super cool creative place to go and um yeah just really excited for the road ahead so right now i'm in um the netherlands and i've just spent this week with two um amazing musicians and amazing people actually that opened up straight away like we had a real good bond straight away that allowed us to speak freely and um i think a lot of that was funnily enough about being kind of in nature and for me definitely being in a new place like really opened that up um but i was really lucky that these two last locations aeroplane going above it's funny i'm in the middle of a forest in the middle of nowhere so i feel like um although there's loads of cars and it's quite a big car park i also feel like i don't know i shouldn't be hearing any planes or cities but i am only i think i'm about maybe 10 kilometers from eindhoven um where was that by the way the film i forgot to mention i'm releasing the film on the 18th of may in Brighton so if anybody's listening to this and does want to come there are tickets available uh, just get in touch with me and I'll send you the link um, there's only a hundred places so it's a really like small event to release the film and there's going to be some great like workshop things going on Steve Booker's coming down to do some Instagram stuff I think people like Zach Lauer will be there probably doing a bit of filming and um, there's plenty of people there to ask questions um, and just have good conversations about their creative journey um, obviously Dave Erasmus will be there it's funny funny situation actually he's um, we're going to sit down and talk a little bit about the trip and the film um, and he's going to kind of like interview me, which will be weird because I've never been on like an interview end of Dave Erasmus. But the month before, or actually in a couple of weeks from now, I'm meeting him in Amsterdam for like a conference event and um, I'm filming him and he's actually, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this yet. Ooh. Hopefully this is okay. And if it isn't, then this podcast will probably be taken down. But he's interviewed... Okay, I'm, I'm not going to mention a name, but it's a huge celebrity. Like, as soon as I say the name, it's on the level of, like, Brad Pitt, female version. Maybe you should comment and leave some guesses. <laughs> um, and then the next interview he'll be doing will be me at the 
film. So um, a little bit nervous for that, but also very excited. So it's going to be a really, really good event. Um, and I just wanted to let you guys know that are listening to this, if you are in the UK and you want to come down and, and watch the film, first film I've directed, and it's, um, I say film, it's like a documentary film. So it's like 50 minutes, um, almost an hour of great interviews, great exploration. You get to come onto the tour with us and follow us around. So it's going to be really good. But I am also getting a bit scared about it because like after I filmed this after I've recorded this podcast now, it's like straight back onto the film for the next few days until I need to be in Amsterdam on Wednesday to pick up Morgan. And um he's the next bus guest. So I've got like four days to essentially finish the film because it's less than a month now. And we're pretty much there. We are literally doing like final tweaks where we're getting really nitty and gritty with all the details. So um very excited about it. Very, very, very nervous about it. And, um, yeah. So, anxiety now isn't a thing. Or it feels like it isn't. Because last time on the podcast, the first podcast, I was I was speaking about like how to deal with it and how I was finding ways to, I guess, not... Like, learning about what made me anxious and ma- made me... Um, feel like maybe I couldn't control it and then learn ways to control the feelings and a lot of it wasn't down to necessarily bad things that were happening it's probably more just down to like pressure workload um obviously doing this kind of thing there is a pressure to achieve it like I've set myself a six-month goal to do an album and meet up with um meet up with followers around Europe and pull that off and that's quite a lot of pressure at the same time as editing my first documentary and um, leaving family for like six months, um, other big changes that happened in life. Like there's a lot. There was, th- there's been a lot going on at the start of this year, um, and I think, I think that was the first time it dawned on me because it was the first week that I had to process it. And when you, like I say, cross borders or cross seas and oceans into another area and you do that on your own, you know that's naturally going to be the biggest time to think about things. So. Um, but now I've had a week, like I say, with um, two amazing creators and now I feel very lucky to call them friends and um, it's it's made me realise that being around people is what I need and want and enjoy the most and um, that definitely helps me process life in a different way. I think I feel most at ease actually when I get behind the driver's seat of the bus, go and drive to at that moment, a complete stranger. And then enjoy whatever is going to happen in those three days or a couple of days. I really enjoy the spontaneous kind of life. And when I'm when I'm out on these tours, I really feel that. I feel like I'm open to spontaneity. And even though I know I need to get things done and deadlines and whatever, I also feel like I can let go a bit more and go and have a wander and meet some wild boars that were my neighbours last time I did, uh, last time I started the podcast. And tonight I'm actually going to go see some albino kangaroos or, oh no, I can't remember what they're called, the smaller ones. Um, oh damn it. Rob told me earlier, he was like, are they kangaroos or are they, I was hoping it was going to just come to me then. Um, anyway, I'm going to go see those later and I think a lot of the time when I'm in the UK, I just lock myself in the bus, get the work I need to get done, done, and it's normally then like 10 o'clock in the evening, I make food, maybe have an hour to watch some YouTube, and then go to sleep. 
and that's what my life normally looks like when I know I've got deadlines. Um, and that's obviously not healthy. But when I'm out here, I feel like I can go out, have a walk, and allow myself that time to have a break between, yeah, getting deadlines done. And um, I guess I take deadlines quite seriously and definitely too seriously. And therefore, I end up working a lot. And I think that's why I get quite a lot of work and I certainly get a lot of emails um, requesting work. And I think it's like my turnaround time is pretty quick. Um, and it's because I just have that kind of commitment, I guess. And in the past, that's always worked for me in terms of getting work. So um, being out here definitely has helped. And being around nature and just saying, I need a break. I'm going to go and have a walk. Half an hour is fine. An hour is fine. You're not losing an hour of work time that's going to be detrimental to your projects that you have on. Um, and there's always time to catch up. So it's definitely been a really good way to deal with it. And those of you out there that maybe feel the same and feel like you're dealing with um, anxious thoughts or just feeling like you're a bit overwhelmed, 100% from the biggest workaholic here, um, I want to recommend to you to just teach yourself to be fine with going out into nature. And... Um, not everyone has the benefit of having nature if you live in a city, for example, but just going for a walk and um, changing your views and even going for a coffee somewhere, you can, I'd advise not taking your laptop with you, but if you did really have some stuff to do, just move yourself to a different location, find like an outdoor cafe, sit there, have enjoy a coffee, get some work done, but those new locations really, really help. And that's the beauty of the bus here is that I can quite literally move my studio to new locations. Um, and it helps. It really, really helps. Even though now I'm sat in a car park, it's one of those like National Trust woodland car parks, so it's actually quite nice. But even here is just really refreshing and gives me loads of energy to, to start again. And um, I love that. So I want to talk about my bus guests this week and where I've been. Last time I spoke to you, I was with my parents in uh, Brugge, which is Bruges to us British. <laughs> and um, I stayed at the castle and my parents came to visit for the week. So that kind of brings you... Uh, oh, no, sorry. They stayed for a long weekend. So that kind of brings you up to date as to where we are now. And um, they left, they went home, and um, I stayed at the castle for another few days, a couple more days than I was expecting. But just because the hosts was so nice like so nice it's a family that live they kind of live in the um there's like a farmhouse cottage that's over the courtyard from the castle which is an airbnb highly recommend checking it out by the way um they've got an instagram page called ten berg spelt t-e-n dot b-e-r-g-h-e if you type that in you will see how beautiful this place is and um it is an airbnb Sorry, taking a drink. Um, it is an Airbnb, so you can actually go and stay in the castle, and the whole castle is just Airbnb. So the family live over the courtyard um, in a in a beautiful little house that they're, they're kind of renovating at the moment. And they have two, three children now. And, um, yeah, Armory, I can, I can... When I was with you, I felt like I was pronouncing your name perfect, because it's kind of spelled Armory. Um, but Amari, I think, is how you pronounce it. 
properly, and that's how I've been saying it all week, so if I've been saying that wrong, then that's quite embarrassing, but um, staying with the, the family, and um, I just felt part of the family by the end of the week. We went out for a lovely family family lunch, which was a full-on meal, but it was it was a lunch walk break, and we just walked down that huge driveway, and... Um, to a restaurant that was, um, I say next door, but to most of us it's like, you know, it was a 20 minute walk, but it was such a nice walk, such a nice day. It was the, it was the first day actually, the weather was starting to get really, really nice. And um, we went for that walk and I sat with their whole family and had a meal. Like I really, that's kind of how the whole week went. And um, yeah, it was lovely. So I was there and I created a song in the end actually, um, which... I'm super proud of actually because we went and took loads of samples of the uh, inside the castle and I was just bashing things and stamping on the floor and shouting in the chapel and um, the song that I made from it I'm hoping will well I'm going to make work on the album Um, so we just need a singer to sing on it but if you want to hear some of the beats of that it was in last week's vlog so you can hear actually what what I created there and then. So that felt super creative and it was nice to catch up, work on the film and have a beautiful location for it. Those of you that um, have me on Instagram, you probably saw the Instagram stories. Um, And then I sadly left Bruges and went to um, Luma, I think it's called. Um, It's spelled L-U-M-M-E-N but it's Luma, and I met up with um, a guy called Bram. Now, Bram got in touch on, I think it was Instagram first, or, no, actually, no, it was YouTube, because he was searching for musicians, um, like songwriters and and people like that, and then I popped up and started watching the vlogs and um, got in touch. I think he left some comments. Um, You'll have to correct me on this if you're you're listening, um, Bram, but... Um, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. And then um, I wasn't actually, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it um, for, I think, timing reasons, because I was meant to be meeting up with Elisa this week. Um, and then, where did I go then? Oh, that was it. So the date that I thought we were initially going to meet up was like Monday or Tuesday. So um, it wasn't going to work to meet in Luma. And then um, last week, I spoke to Elisa and realised that the timing was going to actually work because I was going to meet in the second half of the week. So I met her on Thursday and then it gave me Tuesday and Wednesday to meet um, Bram in Luma. So I kind of just popped a message through and said, I think we can make this work. Are you still available? And he said, yeah. And he said, there's a beautiful lake here. You can park at the big car park there. And um, it's literally, it was literally like five minute walk to his house. And he had a dog called Sia, uh, like the singer. Um, beautiful, beautiful dog. It was a rescue dog from Spain, which seems to be quite a popular thing in, in Europe here. You can pay, I think he said it was like 240 euros, and they fly the dog out, and they meet you at the airport, and um, yeah, you, you basically like adopt um, a dog that was going to be put down. Um, maybe they were like wild dogs, not wild dogs, but you know, like they were on the street. And the pound collect them and then there's websites that you can buy one. And I really want a bus dog, but I just can't afford it. Like if 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 we get a deal or something, 
it comes in soon or maybe we get some tv syncs um with with the warner stuff that we're doing if we get something like that i'm gonna create a bank account that is savings to look after a dog and i'm going to adopt a dog and then hopefully have the funds to look after it but that's the only thing that's stopping me because when you're traveling in europe it's fine it's excitable for the dog i think it'd be a great life for a dog but if obviously if something goes wrong um yes you have insurance but it's still really expensive and it's just a bit of a it's just a bit of a hassle so um I want a dog in my life. I feel like it would be great. It would be great for the anxiety and things like that that we're talking about, just having somebody around. They literally, you know, dogs are called lifesavers, man's best friend for, for a reason. And um, it leads me into the conversations that I had with Bram about, um, yeah, about life. We had a, we had, we've had a very similar journey in life. And... Um, certain stages that we're at now and certain stages that certainly I was at um, a year ago before moving into the bus and two years ago before I bought the bus, um, it was really interesting to realise we were on a similar journey, um, which I'll keep um, just between myself and him for now, but um, it was a journey of trying to find ways out of headspaces and just find a direction. And I think being a musician, being a creative in general, um, whether it's music, art, um, photography, whether you are an actual artist or um, whether you're a creative speaker, all those things, I think, um, and, and being self-employed as well, I think most people have experienced um, uneasy headspaces because of the lack of, um, not direction, direction's the wrong word, um, lack of focus onto what is going to be the future like no matter how hard you focus every day to just do something um towards your career it's a very unknown future when you're self-employed and that isn't just a creative industry actually if you set up a business it's still a very unknown future no matter how much you plan if it wasn't an unknown future everyone everybody would be able to plan to not go out of business but that's the world we kind of live in i guess and if you work for somebody else, um, yeah, there's some uncertainty that you might not have a job or something might happen, but you have a lot more sort of security of getting up every day, having your routine. And I think that's much harder to do as a creative. Um, and hopefully everyone will, um, hopefully you guys can see that or, or at least understand where that feeling comes from. And um, that was certainly the case between um, Abraham and myself. And uh, by the way, I'm trying to say my, so in your, in a lot of languages in Europe, the R's are like bruh. And this is something that, um, Elisa and myself, she, she kept laughing at me with my British accent. And, um, obviously I want to try and, I want to try and respect the languages and places that I'm at and learn. And although I have literally the worst memory with this kind of stuff, um, that's why I'm trying to say my R's like that. So I'm not good at it, but I'm trying to keep doing it so that eventually hopefully I'll be good and a bit more fluent and like K's here like any K sound is like a K here even that was bad but <laughs> at least it's probably having a, such a laugh listening to this <laughs> um but yeah that's why I'm saying my R's like that it's actually spelled Bram <laughs> to us English but Bram Bram is the correct way to pronounce it um, I've lost my track of thought now, but yeah, no, that's, those are the conversations we were having was about the un unease of, of what the future is and trying to be a full-time musician and earn money from it. And also, um, a really interesting conversation we had was about the whole nine to five job. 
So, um, so he works two days a week at the moment. Um, has had a lot of time off work this last year, uh, focusing on the music, and he's now bringing sort of the work back into his life. And he's interestingly working two days a week, and it's something he's very consciously made that decision to do, mainly because um, we both have seen that so many musicians have a nine to five job. Um, and have the attitude of kind of, in the evenings, I will make the music. Now, if anybody has had a nine-to-five job as a creative, you'll realise that by the evening you're so tired or you're so done for the day that you just want to chill and then the creative stuff takes the back seat. And even if you try and be creative, then you aren't being as creative as you possibly could be. So it was really interesting that he found a good job that was only two days a week so that he can cover his mortgage. He's got a house, um, you know, look after the dog and uh, leisure and everything else that goes on in, in the expenses of life, which is good. I think, you know, if you've got those expenses, get a job. Um, or live in a bus and travel around and try and make it blooming work. <laughs> um, but yeah, he introduced this two day a week thing and um, it's really working for him. He's earning enough money to cover his costs and it also then, le- then leaves him five days a week to have the right headspace for being creative as a musician. He actually has his second album coming out, which is his third release because he had an EP, then an album and now his f- uh, second album is coming out um, hopefully this year. And he showed me some of the songs because they're just... Um, like idea recordings at the moment um like the next level up from voice notes but um but still just sort of like acoustic guitar and vocal and they sound really really nice like it's really nice to hear in different parts of europe what kind of music is really popular and um i guess music like that we don't really have it in a strong way in the uk quite as much so it's quite sort of indie rock um i guess a bit of folk acoustic influences but at the same time he's into everything um so it's got a bit of sort of pop influences here and there um it's the rock side of pop let's let's say that that's that's kind of what it is but with live musicians on the last album and i assume that's what it's going to be on the next album um so it was really great to kind of connect on the sort of mental health side of things and again like i always do um go for a walk first we went for a a big walk first with the dog and just had a huge chat and i I learned about his family and his parents and where he came from and where he's at now and um it's really funny actually on the the bus on this whole tour so far the people that those of you that i haven't met before um the it's, it's amazing how quickly we're connecting like straight away you're through all the barriers you're and i don't know if that's because people know me more than i know them so they already feel a bit more comfortable with me but straight away it just feels really really comfortable and um we get into deep conversations like really quick and it's been a bit of a shock really because although i've done the last couple of tours um, and the the film tour was definitely that, like breaking barriers down straight away and especially spending full weekends where you eat together, um, sleep in similar rooms or at least like near each other, um, brush your teeth with each other, have your morning coffee. Like you go through all the emotions of the day and your week kind of with strangers. So you, you then become very close very, very quickly. And there were a lot of comments about that in the interviews for the film. And it's very much the same with this tour. Um, 
And I love that because then it means that when we make the music, we're straight into like the real stuff. We're writing real lyrics and about real stories and about real emotions and feelings. And um, I think there's something really special in that. And um, we had a couple of meals. I think the first night I ate by myself because I had stuff that I needed to do and tick off the list so that we could have a full couple of days just being creative after that. Um, so we stayed together, had some drinks, uh, there was a nice little bar, had a few beers, and then I think we went separate ways at like nine in the evening, something like that. I did some work and had some food till about midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and then got up the next day um, to a knock on the door, which was, uh, <laughs> Bram was brought the dog, brought Sia for morning walks, and he brought me some pastries, and we had a coffee, and then um, had a little walk, and then started creating. And then that evening, <coughs> excuse me, the cough's nearly gone, by the way. Um, then that evening, we had a lovely meal. He cooked me a, a very nice meal, and we just sat and chatted till, I think it was like midnight. I'm just sat around the table, having some beers, chatting. And that's when, and like, phase two of the conversation is about mental health and and where we were both at kind of happened, and that's the conversation that I'll just keep to myself and 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 uh, Bram, so we can just have those memories because I think those are super special. It's really interesting finding the balance between what I post on social media and the deep conversations because I remember being sat there and there were some things that he was saying that I was like, damn, I really wish I was filming this because so many people would connect with what you're saying right now. Um, but at the same time, the special connection that I make with you guys is in the real stuff and I think that to me makes it more exciting for you guys to get in touch and us to meet up and have these conversations because then that is something super special that only we can share between the two three four five of us that are there um and I think there's something really nice in that so I hope I'm doing the justice to get the right balance um in doing the podcast to doing the vlogs and then the stuff that I post on Instagram as well so I hope I'm posting enough that you're enticed in and that you can tell that these special moments are happening but also leaving enough in the dark that um you guys want to meet up with me and experience this yourself so um Bram thank you so much for making me feel so welcome um teaching me about good beer teaching me about um good connections and good friendship. I appreciate you. The next guest was going to meet Eliza. Now, we first contacted... I'm trying to remember if I mentioned this in the vlog, but I definitely meant... Uh, sorry, on the podcast, but I definitely mentioned it in the vlog, that I got an email saying, um, hey, I um, watched your review video on an Aston microphone, not the one I'm using right now, but on the Spirit... Um, because she was looking at buying one, and there's not many reviews, and my review was one of the only ones that were up there. And at the end of it, for those that remember, when I was in Croatia last year, oh yeah, that video was from Croatia, actually, I threw one of them into the sea. <laughs> not actually, I didn't actually do it, but um, it was that video, if you remember. I remember some people messaging me, messaging me being like, oh my god, did you actually do that? I hope they don't hate you. <laughs> so it was a fun... That was with Isaac. That felt so long ago, that. So, um, uh, Elisa watched that video and got in touch. And when I was then, when she watched the vlogs about this trip, um, she was like, oh, this is really cool. I want to get in touch. I want to get involved. She messaged. And then from, this is the thing I find absolutely crazy about this tour, is that from that 
email and that message saying she wanted to get involved, which stemmed from watching a review video that I did. I then drove all the way to Belgium to see her and to make music and connect. And now she's a really good friend. And I think that is so, so special. Like that story kind of sums up what this tour is. Um, and I've just spent four days with her and her best friend, Yetta, and her boyfriend, Rob, who have an apartment where I actually park. So I didn't go to Elisa's house or hometown, um, but this is this is an area that she knows well. And I think she went to college here or school. Um, um, and the place that Yetta and Rob live had loads of parking and it's pretty much out out the way near loads of fields and they had the space in their apartment for Elisa to stay and then it became a hub it became like the the hub for us to to have meals drink and um we had a really really fun night of lots of drinking lots of fun games i don't know if any of you have played that game heads up on your phone i'm actually doing the action right now when i explain that when i said that um but Heads Up, if you don't know about it, is the most fun game you can do with strangers and with friends. Um, so, so funny. And, oh, another plane going over. I've just realised, actually, because we're only 10 kilometres from Eindhoven, I think there's a big airport there, so that's probably why we're getting a bit of noise from there. So, I met up... Um, what was the first thing we did? We, I parked there, and then... I can't remember if Elisa was already there or whether she arrived shortly after. It feels ages ago, actually. Um, I think she was already there and came down. We went for a walk down the canal. We did... I can't remember how far we were. I think we walked, like, seven kilometres or something. We did, like, our 10,000 steps, like, on the way. Like, we hadn't even reached the halfway mark. Um, so we had a great chat about... Um, it was interesting. We were talking about marketing and how musicians... The majority of musicians kind of miss out on the importance of marketing and um, not because of laziness but a lot of people don't know the best way to market and the best way to do social media and that she was at college and there was such good bands there but sadly they didn't really go anywhere or they broke up because they didn't do anything and it was all down to marketing people raise um, this was one of the points actually people raise a lot of money to record an album but then don't leave any budget or don't think it's necessary to then leave a, to have a budget for marketing um which i've always seen quite silly and i'm sure you guys agree is there's no point in making something and and spending all the time and money just making it but having no plan on how people are then going to go and hear it um and again it just comes down to um being educated on how to market which isn't an easy thing um and i've only done it through a lot a lot, a lot of posting over the years. Three years ago, maybe four years ago now, I started, I bought a camera and started doing a vlog because I wanted to get good at filming. Um, so I did a vlog every single day for a year and a half, just under a year and a half, um, so that I could, like, literally my goal was to get good at filming. So, because I just realised that being a musician um, wasn't enough. Like, people don't just listen to audio, which is ironic as heck because you're listening to a podcast now which is purely audio. But the thing I find um, important about video as a musician is that it, you're learning about the personality of the people behind the music and most people, if you go on, you know, when, when we all go on Facebook or we go on Instagram, we don't just listen to um, audio, we watch video. 
which is also the importance of if you watch video um a lot of the time you'll see that like marketers put subtitles on the bottom of um, their videos and that's because most people are watching videos on the train or don't have the audio on so video was really important to me like it was an obvious way to market and um Elisa and myself we that's something we were talking about and um so I thought somebody was coming into the bus then but it was just somebody parked right next to me closing their doors um yeah, we had this really in interesting conversation about all of that, and that's where she kind of was. So she's just started a vlog. I think she's like eight weeks in now. So um, definitely head to my Instagram where you'll see a post about Eliza, and then you'll be able to find her vlogs and find all of her content. Um, my Instagram is George Jasmine Holiday with two L's for those that don't know. Um, if you just type George Holiday, and you'll hopefully find me. Um, and, you know, she's embracing the video too. She's doing covers and recording the covers with, with a video as well. <coughs> um, so that's how the conversation began. And then um, we started talking more about, like, personal journeys and personal um, um, experiences in the music industry and where we were both at, how to earn money and what we were both doing. So we both do functions and events and things like that. Um, and interestingly, she teaches, I don't know why that's that interesting, but she teaches um, vocals mainly to adults. She said she has three um, young students at the minute, but mainly adults, which is, um, she finds more enjoyable because they're more, there's more questions, there's more, um, uh, I guess, commitment, but that just comes with age, I guess. Um, so she's doing that for, for money as well. Um, and then hopefully she's releasing her music or she's going to start recording and, and, preparing to release her own music soon um she was saying she's at a good headspace now to begin all of that process and um i guess finding her voice which is what most of us spend most of our time doing is finding what our sound is or finding what our um image is as creators and um it's an important thing and that's where she's currently at so um having being brave enough to get in touch with me and want to be on the album and I guess expose her talents um, to whatever happens um, is such an amazing start to that process for her um, of starting to release her own stuff and hopefully through this journey we can then um, get her some exposure so that when you guys have listened to the song that we've done you're going to gonna want to follow her and follow what she does a beautiful jazz voice she's a jazz singer and that's how she's that's where she's been trained um, originally. So she's kind of bridging now the, the jazz and pop. She's trying to juggle the two and find the balance to find her sound, which I think is a really interesting way of tackling it. I don't meet many jazz musicians and certainly not jazz, like specifically jazz singers. So um, it was really good to make a jazz pop song. Very Corinne Belly Ray, those kind of Leanne Le Havis vibes. Um, and actually, because in Belgium they have free languages which I actually didn't realise this. I knew it was Dutch, although I said Belgian, I think, in uh, my Instagram stories this week. Um, they have Dutch, Flemish, which are two very similar languages, and then uh, French. There's a lot of French speakers here as well. So um, I, was really, I really wanted to get some uh, Dutch into the song, but Dutch isn't a pretty language. Um, we both agreed on that. Um, but Elisa's dad is French. And because French is a popular spoken language here, um, as well as English, obviously, as well. But the sort of more native languages of 
uh, Belgian are French, yeah, French, Dutch, and Flemish. Not in that order. <laughs> so uh, French was was what we settled on, sexy language, and um, we wrote the song about the sort of the the. So the song will be called Sole. Excuse the accent again. Sole dans ma tête, which means sunshine in my head, which again is another. Um, but it was a positive mental health song about clearing everything in your mind and feeling positive and confident that yes, there are always going to be people out there that will speak negatively and try and talk you down, but um, you should ignore those people. Do your thing. Um, feel confident in your thing and put it out there into the world. And that's what the song was. And the sunshine was blaring that day. And um, I think it was like 22 degrees. It was so hot in the bus because the bus when it's in direct sunlight as well it is literally like a greenhouse so it's not just when it's hot outside it then becomes like an oven in here so it was so warm all the windows open and um that's kind of where the inspiration of the song came from which was really exciting um also i need to mention what we did with uh bram i mentioned about the experience and everything but he's a guitarist oh he's a guitarist and a singer um but at the time, like we've got so many singers on the album, I really wanted to utilize his um, uh, guitar skills because the boy, the boy is good. Um, so that's what we did, and he laid guitars on the track that I did with Tom Copson, which was in Bristol, and I think that was week three of tour. Um, so and 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 Bram had seen that video, really loved Tom Copson, even went and followed him on Spotify and saved all of his music and stuff. And then when I sat there and was like why don't you collaborate? Like, why, don't, why don't we make this a big collaboration? So for him, he was really excited to collaborate with Tom Copson, who he was a big fan of, and now he's playing guitars on that track. So from a distance, through the digital world, we have now created a collaboration between those two. And I think that's really cool and really exciting and sounds really beautiful. So um, that's what we did with, um, with him. Um, and yeah, this last few days made an amazing song, uh, made amazing friends, and Yetta, who um, has the apartment that we stayed at um, in Belgium, she studied at a conservatoire doing piano, um, and actually the night that we drank a lot and um, had a lot of chills, it was about half two in the morning, we started playing the piano, oh no, it was about two in the morning, I think, we started playing the piano for an hour, and we did like a guess the song kind of thing, which was fun. And then she played me some of um, her music and sang me, a, I sat next to her at the piano and, and she sang me one of her original music, original songs, sorry. And um, it was super exciting like to hear her creative flow. And, and I wasn't actually going there to, to see her initially because um, it was just that uh, Elisa wanted to go and see her and it was just, I think it was just a more convenient place to be. And um, so by chance, I then met another musician and Rob, who is um, Yetta's boyfriend. I feel like I'm doing really well to keep up with names and people and who's who's who in this week um, is a drummer. So then they do events together, too. So I think today they're literally uh, they're probably fully in the swing of it now. Um, a rehearsal to learn some stuff to do a three hour set, three hours, guys, three hour set. Um, and they said they only knew half of the set at the moment. So uh, that's what their rehearsals for today. But it was so good to hear that they, they do have jobs, but they also are earning money and having a career in the music industry as well. So, um, But sadly, we didn't get to write together um, with Yetta. Um, but 
um, we said that next time I see them, I, I don't know if you can hear my stomach. I've I've had breakfast this morning, but it's one o'clock now. I am hungry, so I'm sorry if you can hear my stomach. It's not a plane. Um, so, yeah, we said that next time I pass through that we should um, record some music and get some pianos down of some kind. Maybe we can sample, or maybe she writes a whole chord progression, a whole chord sequence, and then we can we can work on that together. So that would be exciting. So, yeah, meeting more of you that are musicians that I didn't even know I was going to be meeting, which is awesome. Um, that brings you pretty much up to date as like a brief quick ending um very excited for you guys to hear the songs from this week and um, head over to the vlogs my channel is george holiday with two l's and um, you get to hear a clip of the music that gets released and on wednesday um the next video that comes out you will hear some of those songs that we did this week um i'm looking forward to putting those in i feel like i've not filmed that much this week but obviously i forget that leaving the castle going and seeing Bram, Bram, we'll get that name right, it will flow, Bram, and um, obviously seeing Elisa as well, we've got plenty to show you this week, so definitely head over there, give that a subscribe, um, and I'm now, I've literally just driven into the Netherlands, so I'm in a new country, so next week will be exciting, because I'm going to be with Morgan, so Morgan will be on the podcast, I think he'll be in the next two podcasts actually, which is exciting, um, it's my birthday week, the week after next, we'll be in Amsterdam, and um, all of that excitingness, all of that good stuff. So, um, yeah, come back next week. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. If you are on Apple, or I don't think you can vote, uh, I don't think you can leave a rating on Spotify, but if you can leave a vote, uh, leave a vote, if you can leave a review on whatever site you are on and give it a follow, um, those really help push this podcast. And um, there's a really small group of people listening to these podcasts at the minute. It's about 50 people each week. Super small as expected with a brand new um a brand new medium um but what i really am enjoying is that you guys are reaching out to me and letting me know that you're enjoying the podcast so i will see you guys next wednesday i'll see yeah literally you'll see me on wednesday in the in the the vlog and on next sunday morning for the um you'll hear me <laughs> for the podcast until then look after each other stay safe enjoy your easter and remember never stop creating this is me.